When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode number 562 of the Duke Basketball Roundup. We are coming to you just a couple of days before Duke takes part in the very first ACC-SEC Challenge. They will be traveling to Fayetteville, Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks. We are going to preview that game, but before we get into all that, I am still down the line. I am your host for this episode. I got Jason Evans with me. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm excited to see the ACC play the SEC and really measure ourselves. You know, in past years, Duke's been Duke was mostly winning the Big Ten challenge. You know, sometimes it'd be a little bit close, even though the Big Ten was always favored. Like every year, Big Ten would be like, oh, the Big Ten's going to win the challenge, like, you know, 10 to four or something like that. And somehow the ACC was like always coming out on top. Uh, I hope that we can uh, start off the SEC challenge in the same kind of way. Yeah, and I think it has the same kind of excitement. You know, Jason, it, that the Big Ten Challenge did as well. You know, again, playing a team either on the road or at home, a, a nice big time game, prime time in 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 the challenge of this sort. I think it's really cool that we were able to kind of step in and say, all right, if the Big Ten is leaving uh, ESPN, we can kind of pull this SEC one in and do that. But Jason, let's start with the Razorbacks. They are 53rd in Kempom, uh, currently ranked 20th in the AP at, at the time we record, but on Monday morning, they will not be ranked uh, because they have had a pretty rough stretch over the last week. They are four and three on the season. They have wins against Alcorn state Gardner Webb and old dominion in the first part of the season. Then Jason, before they went to Atlantis, they lost at home 
to UNC Greensboro. They were out-rebounded by UNC Greensboro in that game. They only had seven assists. They lost the turnover battle, and they only shot 43% from the floor in that game. They then went down to the battle for Atlantis down in the Bahamas and had a really tough week in the Bahamas. They beat Stanford by three in double overtime. Then the next day, lost to Memphis 84-79. And then in the third place game, they closed out with a loss to UNC by 15. And Jason, against Memphis, Arkansas out-rebounded the Tigers by nine. And Arkansas let David Jones go off for 36 points. And they had 18 turnovers. Lots of fouls in that game. Lots of turnovers. Lots of volume shooting. Very, very sloppy game. And even a little chippy towards the end of the game. And then finally against UNC, they didn't shoot well. They got out-rebounded once again. And they only had six assists and sent UNC to the line 35 times. Before I get to the the metrics, Jason, let me give you at least some of what I've seen from them uh, over the last couple of weeks. You know, the, the Razorbacks, the 40 minutes of hell type of tempo, they're not as fast as the Nolan Richardson teams of, of, of yesteryear, uh, but they do try to get fast. They try to do the tempo that they like to do. But because of that, this team has been playing very undisciplined at times. They're not moving the ball around. They don't get a lot of assists. They like going for a lot of volume shots, They and they kind of take some bad shots. They have a lot of different looks. They'll, you know, Not everyone starts every game. They have a lot of rotations. So it's honestly, I'm curious to see who they will start against Duke in this game because their starting lineup has rotated quite a bit over the first three weeks of the season. But on defense, they're they're going to put pressure on you. They're going to block shots. But that also means in their attempt to be aggressive, they're going to send you to the free throw line. So we talked about uh, against Southern Indiana that we didn't have a great night at the at the uh, charity stripe. We need to have a great line at the charity stripe because we have to expect to play a game that is going to send us to the line a lot of times, dozens of times to, to be able to be effective. So, Jason, let's talk about the metrics You've took a look at that. What does Arkansas do that Ken Palm likes? And what does they do that Ken Palm says you need to be worried about? Well, on offense, they are great at attacking the basket and getting to that free throw line. They are top 10 in the country at free throw rate. They're also top 10 in the nation at not getting their shots blocked. So uh, these, these guys, they're a super experienced team. Uh, they, they mostly play seniors. More than half of those seniors are fifth-year seniors, you know, guys who have a COVID year under their belt. And so they they are still playing. Uh, this is a, just a super, super experienced team. I mean, there are even guys in the roster who are like listed as juniors. And then I look and I'm like, that guy's been playing for four years. He's not a junior. He's a senior. <laughs> they're, they're, their official roster lists six grad transfers and two fifth-year seniors. That's yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of people who have been in college for 47 years. Yeah. The, these are guys who uh, they, they, they remember when uh, Barack Obama was president. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. They look, they, they are a team that is not great at hitting three pointers, only about 33% on their threes. They don't take a ton of threes because they sort of recognize that that's not their strong point. They, you know, like you mentioned, they play at a relatively average kind of pace. Um, they do a decent job of holding onto the ball. They don't commit turnovers all that much on defense. They are an outstanding shot blocking team, top 10 in the country in shot blocking. They're led by uh, Trevon Brazil and Makai Mitchell, who are the two guys who sort of split time. Uh, at the center position, both of them are 6'10", 220 to 240. These are these are big boys uh, who who know how to position their bodies, how to put you in a bad spot, and then block your shot. Um, Arkansas is not very good at defending the three-point line. They allow their opponents to hit better than 35% from three-point range, which is, look, it's not outrageously bad, but it's that's certainly not good. It's, you know, well below average. 
Um, they also, like you mentioned, they foul a lot and they put teams at the free throw line. That will be an essential part of this game. Both Memphis and UNC took over 30 free throws. I'm going to repeat that. Memphis and UNC, the two teams they played in their most recent games, each shot more than 30 free throws in their games. That's uh, that that is that is a real real problem for Arkansas. Um, and uh, just getting to rebounding really quick, they're they're just an average rebounding team. A L- little surprising to me considering how old they are, how experienced they are, that they aren't better at at rebounding. They're they're certainly not a great offensive rebounding team they're better on the defensive boards than they are on the offensive boards but they're not a team that you would expect to overwhelm you on rebounding ken pomeroy says that duke's going to win this game by a score of about 77 to 73 it is worth noting that arkansas started the season in pomeroy's top 15 and that's that's where they were in most of the other polls you know the human polls the computer polls everybody's sort of figured this was a top 15 kind of team pomeroy currently has them all the way down at number 51 i mean Donald, you mentioned that the their past four games have been just disastrous. Three losses in those four games. The only win, as you said, was against a Stanford club that, frankly, is picked as to be one of the worst teams in their conference. And and that Stanford club, by the way, at the Battle for Atlantis, that's when they played them. Stanford finished last in that tournament. They went out to the Battle for Atlantis. They went 0 for 3. Stanford did. And, and it took overtime for Arkansas to beat them. This Arkansas team is struggling in a huge, huge way. And the, uh, the most important player for them is a question mark for this game. Don, we got to talk about Tremont Mark, who, who's someone that Duke knows because we scrimmaged against him last year when he was on Houston. He's a transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tremont Mark has been the guy leading Arkansas in scoring. He has been their their big player. He was great against UNC, but he got it looked like a nasty back injury falling down on a play late in that game against Carolina. He was taken to the hospital. There were questions as to when he was going to get out of the hospital. He's had an MRI. It looks like he's okay. But with a back injury, you just don't know. We I haven't heard. I checked. We haven't heard whether he's going to play against Duke or not. He was allowed to travel with the team back to Arkansas, back to Fayetteville. So that's obviously a good sign for him. But if they don't have him, it is a it's a big problem for them because uh, Tremont Mark has really transformed his game from last season. He was at Houston last year. He was super inefficient. He hit less than thirty three percent of his threes, just forty two percent of his two point shots. That's really bad on two point shots. But he's become incredibly efficient for Arkansas. He's over forty percent on his three pointers this year, and an outrageous. You ready for the number? Just an outrageous sixty two percent on two-point field goals this year for Tremont Mark? Uh, if they don't have him, it is a, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to turn for scoring if they don't have him. They're going to they're going to have some guys who are going to be forced to do things they don't normally do because Tremont Mark is such a huge part of what Arkansas accomplishes. I, I, I don't know that our preview, the, the most important question for this game is whether or not Tremont Mark is in, is in uniform and suited up to play when, when Duke faces Arkansas on Wednesday. He had 34 points against UNC before he went down with that back injury. So that just tells you how much he can he can fill it up uh, from from anywhere on the court. Jason, there's a couple other guys to, that you mentioned that I want to discuss. Uh, Tra- uh, Trayvon Brazil, uh, you mentioned him. He's their main rebounder. He had 17 rebounds against Stanford. Chandler Lawson off the bench. He again, Chandler Lawson has started. He has come off the bench, but he can also clean up on the glass. He had 13 against Stanford. So these guys can rebound and rebound a lot, but like. Other than that, 
a lot of their guys just don't rebound. So they leave it to, you know, two or three guys to really do the bulk of the rebounding on this team. As you mentioned, six grad transfers, two fifth-year seniors. L. Ellis, we remember him from Louisville last year. He transferred to Arkansas, has been very inconsistent this year so far. Again, he started some games. There's a couple games he came off the bench. Uh, one game he came, came off the bench, he had zero points. And then there's some times where he'll get you know his 10, 15 points. But again, we know about him, so we know we need to look out for him. You know, you but, know Donald, L. L. Ellis is only hitting 27% of his three-pointers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they've got to find a way if if they're not going to have Tremont Mark they've got to find a way to score um I know Khalif Battle is, is a player for them that, that that scores a good bit but uh if they don't have Tremont Mark I think L Ellis is the guy who will probably try to take on more of the scoring load because he we saw him do that against Louisville um but I'm not sure he's necessarily up to it in, at least not an efficient kind of way this year yeah and I think it leads to what I what does Duke need to do to go into Fayville and get a win uh, at Bud Walton Arena. First of all, we talked about what we didn't have against Southern Indiana. So I'm going to start with that. Energy, effort, intensity. Those three things. If you ain't got it, just don't go into the gym like because you're going to need it against the Raybacks. Because the Raybacks, again, they may not be running as fast as they have done in the past, but they're still having an up-tempo game that requires a lot of momentum, requires a lot of energy, and it requires to match intensity. Those three things are paramount. Other things, continue to keep the ball moving around. Don't let the offense stagnate. Again, you mentioned, Jason, that they they do block shots, but that's a, usually a result of guys you know taking it to the rack and not finding open men uh, to shoot threes or even to dump off for, for lay-ins. Continue to move the ball around. The way that we've been getting assists is really going to help because that's something that Arkansas does not do well. And then you know on defense, make Arkansas take bad shots. They're a team, again, that have made some bad decisions with shooting. They can come down and and take long threes, not get a lot of rebounds. We need to make that be a team effort. Our team defense needs to be great. Our team rebounding needs to be great because I think if we do, we're better than Arkansas at those two things. And I think if we can do that, that will kill a lot of the momentum that can be generated by Arkansas going on those little mini runs. Yeah, so you mentioned intensity. I think it's going to be impossible for Duke not to be intense in this game because Bud Walton Arena is going to be lit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is already they, – they they put 19,200 people in that place. It's already the ninth largest arena in all of college basketball. And considering, uh, you know, Arkansas's history and Duke's history, this is a game that these folks have been – I mean, dying for for a long time. It's the first time we've we've gone to Arkansas to play a basketball game. Yeah, and uh, Ken Pomeroy has a, a metric where he's able to track home court advantage. He says that Bud Walton Arena is one of the top twenty, top thirty arenas in all of college basketball. Th- those those folks they cheer for their team loudly. This is the game they've been looking forward to for a while. It is going to be a, a a tough contest. We it. it if we don't have the proper intensity and attitude, I don't know when you could possibly have it because you're going to just be seeing a sea of red Arkansas fans um, chanting and cheering and just going crazy. We, we, we'll have a lot of woo pig sueys. We're going to have to hear that all game long. I don't want to. I want to. 
I want that. To, I want that to be very, very quiet. I want Bud Walton Arena to be the quietest nineteen thousand yeah. set of fans that you'll ever see. Uh, again, that game on Wednesday night, nine fifteen p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. I don't need to tell you to watch that game because you're probably already going to tune in. So make sure you tune in at the right time, nine fifteen on the East Coast. Hey, Jason. Yeah, and it, it's worth noting that this is going to be a desperate Arkansas team as well. I mean, we we talked about the recent losses. This is a team that had final four aspirations coming into the season, you know, win the sec kind of aspirations team full of seniors, super seniors who expect to end their career playing deep into the NCAA tournament. And this is a huge game just based on what's happened the past four games for them. This is a massive game. Uh, this, they, they can write the ship instantly by taking out Duke or they can continue to swoon. And with those fans behind them and with the desperation they're going to have, I mean, Duke's going to have to play. Uh, we're going to have to play really, really well to have a shot in this game because I, 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 you can almost toss out those recent games uh, because I think Arkansas is going to bring a level of effort that we haven't seen from them thus far this season. You have to expect that Eric Musselman will have the Razorbacks ready to go on Wednesday night, and we need to do the same. Hey, Jason, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to talk about the rest of the ACC-SEC Challenge. What games do you think are going to be the best ones out there. We're going to talk about ours after this. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Springtime is the season that's supposed to feel like a new beginning. We have better weather, and it feels like everyone gains a boost of energy. However, for many... Leaving winter behind doesn't always mean that their mood lightens up with the extra sunlight. We all carry around stress, and that stress can build as more events get added to your calendar. That's certainly true, Donald. And with the amount of social gatherings increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional, licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Duke Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Duke Roundup. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Jason, we are back, and we are going to dive into the rest of the ACC-SEC challenge. Again, it's the first year for this particular challenge. It's replacing the ACC Big Ten challenge that we've seen over the last 20-some-odd years. And, Jason, there are some pretty interesting matchups here that I wanted to get your take on the ones that you uh, think would be the best ones to watch, other than, of course, Duke versus Arkansas on Wednesday. So, Jason, let me first go through the matchups, and then I'll get your take on the ones that you are looking forward most to seeing. We have Syracuse taking on LSU, Notre Dame taking on South Carolina, Georgia Tech is going to take on Mississippi State, Pitt is taking on Missouri, the University of Miami, my law school alma mater, will take on those stupid people at Kentucky, NC State will take on Ole Miss, Clemson at Alabama, Wake taking on Florida, UNC taking on Tennessee, UVA taking on Texas A&M, Virginia Tech taking on Auburn, Florida State taking on Georgia, and Boston College taking on Vanderbilt. There's no Louisville in this first one. Of course, the SEC uh, right now has 14 teams. Next year, this will be a little bit different with the with the conference realignment. But Jason, I rattled off some of those games, but which ones are you looking at to be some of the ones that Duke, Duke fans especially should tune in and watch? Well, look, I mean, the one, uh, obviously the Miami-Kentucky game, sticks out as as a, a big matchup but but I'll tell you also like UNC Tennessee Tennessee just came off uh, uh you know they just got two losses where they lost to Purdue and Kansas <laughs> there's nothing wrong with losing to Purdue and Kansas uh-huh. um that's going to be a, a huge game the Virginia Texas A&M game A&M you know has been looking like an outstanding team lately that's a huge one but I'll tell you something Clemson Alabama cuz Alabama's a very very good ball club and Clemson, I know, really wants to prove that they that they belong in the conversation for you know the top tier of the ACC. I think that's a really interesting contest and one that I, I'm not saying Clemson will surprise Alabama, but I won't be shocked if it happens. Uh, I love the fact that that's sort of it's got kind of its own time slot, so to speak, on ESPN. Like uh, the NC State Ole Miss game will be going on as well that evening, but but the the main game. The, you know, in 9.30 p.m. tip, that's a that's a big slot for Clemson and Alabama to be playing basketball. Ordinarily, Clemson and Alabama, you think that's a big football game. It's a big basketball game. And and so that's the one, aside from the Duke game, I think that's the one to me that, that holds the most interest for me, mostly because I'm interested in seeing, is Clemson for real? Is Clemson really as good as I think they might be? And, and so uh, I'm, I'm dying for that game. Yeah, Jason, I think the one game that I'm looking at are some of these games – that you have 
games that they can determine the like who wins the SEC ACC challenge, right? It's not the Duke versus Arkansas or even the you know some of the big games that you mentioned. It's some of these lesser tier games. The one I'm looking at, Virginia Tech versus Auburn. That's going to be one I think is going to be interesting. Also, Wake uh, go, Wake hosting Florida is going to be one that I think is going to be pretty interesting as well. Again, those are games where you may not be sitting there saying, oh, that's going to be a really big-time matchup, but those are the little ones that we can pick off that could mean the difference between the ACC winning and losing this challenge. So I'm really curious to see a couple of those games happen. And, hey, Jason, Florida State, Georgia. Florida State is hosting Georgia. Florida Come State, on, man. No, but, no, hear, is... hear me out. Hear me out. Florida State won their holiday tournament. They've been playing a little bit better lately, and I, I think I mean Georgia's not great, but I, I, like I said, those are the games that we need to win to win this to win this challenge. It's not necessarily uh, one that you need to tune in and watch, but keep an eye on those because again, that's going to be at the same time as we're playing. So don't watch that game; watch our game. But keep tabs on that to see how the ACC is doing relative to the SEC because you know again, this helps with seeding down the line for the NCAA tournament. This helps when they say, "Hey, the, the ACC." It's top to bottom a better conference than the SEC. That could help when it comes to some of these bi- at large bids, as as we're as we're evaluating who's in and who's out in March. So it's it's interesting to see some of these games and how they match them up. There's not a lot of great matchups in this, but there are some that you definitely should look out for. Yeah, you know the last one that I'll mention, um, Pitt versus Missouri, because I first of all gotta love Jason Capel, but I, I feel like this Pitt team, they there there's a chance that they could really that they could impress and 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 be a a top tier contender in the ACC, and this is the kind of game that you just can't. They're, they're playing at home against Missouri. Um, they they cannot they just cannot lose that game if they're really gonna. Yeah, it's a game that'll look decent at least when it, when the time comes for NCAA tournament bids. So that, that's another one that I'm looking at that I think is an important one. Yeah, I, I think the the whole thing is going to be great. It starts on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night, Syracuse, LSU, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, Mississippi State, and Pitt, Missouri will tip off at that 7 o'clock hour. Those are the first games of this ACC-SEC challenge. Uh, Good luck to the ACC. I know Sam is not on here to say that he hates every other team but Duke and the ACC, but I think all of us want to see the ACC do well in this challenge. But that will do it for episode number 562 of the Duke Basketball Roundup. Thank you, as always, for listening. Remember, check us out dbrpodcast at gmail.com sending your headlines for the game against Arkansas after it's done or during if if, if the if the mood strikes you uh, we love to hear from our listeners and again we will take up the best headlines for our show home field apparel they're running a Black Friday sale that's kind of extended to Cyber Monday so keep checking that out dbrpodcast use that code for 15% off and also fanatics click on our our affiliate link there to save us some money and get you know at least put a couple of pennies in our pocket. I see Jason uh, needs to you know kind of clean the china behind him uh, on his wall, and that requires cleaning products that he needs the, the extra pennies for. So until then, for Jason Evans, I'm down the line, and now it is time for the Duke Band to play us out and take us home.